0: Hi guys, what's going on and welcome back. This is episode 16 of the Tipped Out Podcast with your hosts here, Brandon Palmer and Danny Christie. So what's going on, man? How are you?
1: Uh, I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing well, but how was your Thanksgiving? Lovely, lovely. Um, I actually had my Thanksgiving on Columbus Day weekend, Canadian Thanksgiving. There you go. But uh, then I, I ended up going to Carrie's house, so it was great. Good, man. Yeah, How was well, yours? I know uh, Courtney was down there.
0: Yeah, it's been good. She's still here, so she's visiting. And then, uh, yes, yeah, so you might hear some rustling behind me. Her dog will be eating every now and then. But yeah, real <laughs> solid stuff. It's been a, a little while since we've recorded a podcast. You've been sick recently. You've uh, seems like you've gotten over that. How's that been?
1: It wasn't COVID. Um, <laughs> it sucked, bro. It was bad. It's like the I literally thought I was gonna die. So, no, I thought I had the worst sore throat I've ever had, and it was like I don't know what what happened, but it was brutal.
0: Well, well, God willing, you are here, and you're gonna present today your findings on your recent uh, stuff with Golf Forge and the Ultimate Golf Lesson. So. Without further ado, brother, let's hop yes. on I'm, I'm really pumped to see what you've got for us.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I'm excited to kind of show it to you. I hope it's something that you can yourself kind of look at and be like, oh, wow, this is really cool, and this is a cool way of keeping track of your stats. Um, so that's exactly what I'm going to go over is just the, the kind of way that Game Forge um, goes about keeping stats and how these guys, um, the names are Mark Sweeney and I believe Brian Bailey um, which Mark Sweeney is a statistician and he created this, um, application to keep stats more effectively. And he kind of breaks it down to these stats that will directly affect your score. Cool. So I am going to take you through a couple of pictures, a couple of graphs here and just kind of explain to you what they, what they represent. So this first one that we're looking at here, um, will be the offense-defense graph, graph, as he likes to put it, meaning offense would be the birdies you scoring around and defense would be anything that is over par. Well, actually, defense is just bogeys. And then there's mm-hmm. noise. Um, and noise is like an eagle or a double, you know, and they have like a ratio for noise. So zero noise would be, it doesn't affect your score at all. And a noise of like one would be, you know, it affects your score by one one stroke over and then negative one would be one stroke under par. Um, and then obviously birdies and bogeys are pretty self-explanatory because, you know, birdies one under, bogeys one over. So the, what's really cool about this is it kind of shows at what skill level you are, what mm-hmm. you should be focusing on. So if you look down at, there at the right-hand side of the graph where you can see the scores go up, into yep. higher or territory those guys you see how birdies kind of flat lines right there yeah birdies for guys that are shooting 90 don't really matter as much as just eliminating bogeys or improving your defense is the way you look at it yep. so um once you get to about like as you can see there that's over par so once you get to about four or five over par so you're shooting about 76 77 then you can start working on really jacking up the birdies and making more birdies but to actually more effectively lower your scores you should be more focused on eliminating bogeys um as a higher handicap golfer and the doubles as you can see the noise is a straight line kind of really um big slope down and then that starts to flatten out the closer you get to even par. So um, those higher handicappers, it's very kind of evident that you need to focus more on improving your defense and making less big numbers as opposed to just going out there and trying to make birdies. Um, I think the next thing we're just going to move into is ball striking right there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I think really the, the thing that really ties together kind of the way that they talk about um, improving your score here would be uh, their little revelation of in positions. Mm-hmm. So in position is a green in regulation, 20 feet and closer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you hit a green in reg to 30 feet, that's not an in position. So what they, what they refer to as in positions or opportunities are times where you've hit it close enough that you have a makeable or more likely than not makeable birdie pup. So that's okay. that inside 20 feet range. And that makes perfect sense because not all green and regs are equal, right? I mean, you hit a green and reg to, to 50 feet versus a green and reg to eight feet. There's a big difference there. Yep. Okay. And as you can see on that graph, the correlation between um, greens and regs in positions and score is, is there. You know, as those go up your score goes up, and in position, as you can see, um, right around that even par range um, is, is kind of where you have to live as, as someone who's out on the tour, so one thing that I kind of skipped over quick is these scores um, on the, the x-axis of the graph yep. are scores for um, your average score. It's not your handicap, okay? Nice. So yep. tour players live in about yeah, the, yeah. the even or the zero to negative 2 range. Okay. Um per round and then like good college golfers are like two over, one over, three over kind of that area. Yep. Um and so as you can see if if you want to make it on the tour uh, to, and uh, be an average ball striker, your in positions have to be at about like 6 to 7. So that's really big for um birdie opportunities and just you know the, the big difference between a green reg that is kind of valuable and a green reg that's that's not so valuable yep. um and then as you can see fairways is the white line on that graph and fairways is not actually that big of an indicator of a better score which is interesting um i just i think that's pretty cool
0: it is, yeah, definitely both with that fairways thing here, and then just a little tidbit in the last section of the last graph on not focusing on the birdies, but just eliminating the biggest numbers possible out there for higher handicapped golfers. Like that's that's so crucial. Just that little change in perspective will uh I feel like do work wonders for a lot of different golfers. You know, I think about how many times we've hit a t-ball and it misses the fairway and we think the hole's over when. You know, really, I think back to some rounds where I've scrambled. I, I don't really need to hit many fairways to shoot some of the same scores. It certainly helps, yeah. but it's not the biggest correlation. So that's cool.
1: Yes. Yeah. I totally. I really. I really find this stuff interesting. Mm-hmm. So next thing we're looking at here is you might have to zoom in on this one, Brandon. Yep. But uh, this is actually the next two things we're going to be looking at are the numbers of Tiger. Um, and the date on there is from june 1st 2019 to april 29th 2020 um so this stuff is is really cool and i'm going to go through and kind of just explain some of these uh data points here Mm -hmm. so you know what they are um and if you look at that dotted line in the middle yep that is the dotted line of like the tour pro average so if that if his blue lines are to the left of that dotted line that means he's making up shots and if they're to the right, he's losing shots in those categories, okay? Cool. Um, and the first thing you're gonna look at is that VIP and that's birdies to in positions. So that's a percentage. So that's the amount of times he's making birdie that he's in position. So inside 20 feet. So this is a, a kind of an eye-opening statistic to me because I always feel like you're like, man, what's the big difference in the round where I go out and I feel like I shot I hit it great and I didn't actually score that well in the round where I hit it not so great but I scored well and it's because those times and those opportunities that you have or those impositions your conversion rate's just a lot better so you're making a lot more of those pots right yeah maybe you definitely have rounds right where you kind of just grind 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 and maybe you scrape it in at even but you made like maybe you were 100% on your impression rates. And then there's the rounds where you're like, man, I hit it great and I had opportunities all day and I just kept missing and I still sh- shot the same score, right? So I think that, that that's a really cool way of looking at it. Um, and then we got a couple other ones on here. Um, let's see. I mean, you can kind of go down this list um and then you know each one's got its category right so after you go through the score and the BIP, and then the eagles birdies bogeys doubles you go down and you've kind of got your ball striking category mm-hmm. of fairways greens and rags. effective green reg which is a green reg inside 40 feet in position which is a uh, green reg inside 20 and then black jacks which is an in, in position or a green reg inside 18. so that's like when you stuff it in there
0: yeah
1: um Then after that category, you go down to the conversion. So that's your putting. That's, you know, how often you're converting um, any of those green regs to a birdie. Okay. And as you can see with Tiger, which is kind of cool, he's actually on those in positions. He's actually pretty low, but he's really good at converting the blackjack. So the times that he's inside eight feet, he's making a ton of those putts. Yeah. And he's just kind of he's pretty much average on um the whole body of 20 feet and then, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um then you look at pitching and scrambling. So that P6 would be um the amount of times that you're pitching it to six feet or inside. Yeah. So this is looking at your scrambling numbers. Then there's p6 conversion, so that's if you're making the putt inside six feet. Um, and then they're scrambling as a whole. Um, and then we got all the putting statistics and the par five scoring, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And then the, the last thing we're going to kind of look at here is this, um, training tree for tiger. So this is kind of the bread and butter. This is where you look at it and you break down what you're lacking in and what he's succeeding in. Okay. And so basically if you want to improve what areas of your game you need to work on. So up there, you can see he's got his current score and his target score. So this would be if you're trying to take him from a even par golfer to a one under golfer. Um, you've got current birdies, target birdies. He's actually right about there. So Tiger's making about as many birdies as he needs to be. He needs to get 0.1 more birdies around, but he's actually making quite a few bogeys, which you would like to limit and uh, maybe get his noise down a little bit. So less big numbers. Um, and if you just kind of break it down, we're just going to look at the offense first. Um, we uh, zoom in on that a little bit more. Um, as you can see the stuff in green right there, Palmer is uh, stuff he's good at. So the far left, that's all of his putting statistics. Uh, He's a phenomenal putter. So everything there is great. His par five scoring is great. He takes advantage of the par fives. He's just pretty much lacking in greens and red. He's just not hitting enough greens. Um, He's actually hitting his fair share of blackjacks. So he's hitting his fair share of greens to eight feet and in. But other than that, he's not hitting enough greens. He's not giving himself enough opportunities to to uh kind of take advantage of how great a putter he is. Isn't that wild? Well, overall his, his offense the best
0: is... iron player in the world. And he doesn't hit green,
1: Right, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean at at uh and this is funny because this is just looking at a chunk of time, right? So like this right. is 2019 to 2020. Mm-hmm. Like he is really he's been noted throughout his career as one of the best um iron players ever, but apparently that's what's slacking right now a little bit. Um, but again, it's really not too bad if you look at it as far as offense, because he's mm-hmm. actually pretty much right where he needs to be for birdies. And I think that, that you could put a good, um, chunk of, of that on just how good he is at par fives and how good of a putter he is. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can look at the defense and really what's killing him on the defensive end is greens a reg, which, um, then leaks into, his uh p6 percent so he's not hitting enough he's basically not that great of a chipper or a pitcher now me saying that he's a great chipper pitcher but he's not where he needs to be uh to average yep. and the three putts are killing him a little bit um and i mean that's that's kind of what you're looking at there i just i mean i think that stuff's so cool and i'm definitely excited to try to uh Look at my game in these terms. And, and I feel like it's a really good way of just targeting what you need to work on and, and know where you need to improve.
0: 100%. Definitely the, the saying of more isn't always better, it definitely applies to this. And that's why I think stats are so important. So you can find out what exactly you need the most work on right now and put your time towards that instead of, you know, we're going out there and I guess, you know, doing the right things are always good. But, yeah, I mean, possibly, like you said, uh, his chipping or pitching may need to increase, especially since his green and red isn't that great, you know. So you really got to work around the big issue and then apply, you know, improve your already good skills even more so. So sometimes yeah, you know, just working on what we're already good at is also a good option, just as much as carding our stats and finding out where our weak points are too. So. I really like that, it's cool.
1: Totally. Um, one other thing I kind of wanted to point out, which I didn't send you a picture of, which I also thought was cool, I'll probably add it in here um, when I edit. There was a chart and it kind of showed the, um, basically it had the LPGA and it had um, the top, whatever spot, sorry. <coughs> top one through 10 players in the world Uh and then below that it's got top um like 20 through 50 and then 50 to 100 and then maybe like outside 100 and it showed where they were one year versus where someone was the next year so it showed the percentage of people that moved from one of those categories to another Uh and basically on average it's very very hard to jump like tremendously right mm-hmm. so the message basically that i i want to show and that 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 i feel like that graph shows is people aren't doing this um working on their stuff and going from the 200th ranked player to the top 10 in the world mm-hmm. but you know it's you can chip away at it so if you you can, if you can just get from you know in terms of rankings on the lpj tour if you can get from that 200th place to being in the top side the 150 so just take it in chunks as opposed to that's yeah. all i'm trying to get at with that right it's, it's just because you're really- keeping track and
0: yeah even when you take it as far as where we're at in terms of caliber and then the one step further where we you know our bread and butter of teaching is the higher handicapper the beginner you know if they narrow it in these things that's when i think you'd see those huge jumps going from person that's you know shooting 100 to you know, shooting low 90s to high 80s, like that's, that's crazy. That's night and day. But like you said, on tour, they're so good. They're so tight knit that Mm -hmm. it is off. And that's why hats off to those players that do those big, big jumps, you know, and have a bad year. And then next, next time you see them they're you know, they jump 50 spots back up. And that's, that's wild. That's how, you know, someone's really, really improved or really, you know, playing hot. So stats, man, full circle back to the (laughs) Back to the stats.
1: Yep. Um, And one last little thing I thought was super cool. I just think the kind of, it's really obvious, but I think what really makes this stuff so cool is the in position stat. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that kind of makes the whole, it's kind of like, oh shoot, like this light bulb, right? Yep. Um, The birdies in position conversion is like the biggest indicator. So that'd be your percentage of of birdies you make being in position that's the biggest indicator of the difference between a uh like a, a good college player versus a PGA tour player. So be, getting those in positions, maybe going from four around to six around, and then if you can also increase the amount of birdies you make from those positions, from fifty percent to sixty five percent, that's 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 the difference right there. Yep. But that's the difference between uh, being a guy who shoots 74 on average and being a guy who shoots 70 on average.
0: Yeah. Well, cool. I I really like that piece. So going forward for another possible topic here, uh, maybe we can go forward and have some tips, course management, or some even drills players could do to kind of improve in these most sought-after areas.
1: That'd be cool. Definitely.
0: Nice. Yeah, definitely a cool – you said the, what is it? G Ford? What is it?
1: Game Forge.
0: Game Forge. And that's a software or is that what these guys, the Mike Adams, Terry Rolls created?
1: Um, Mike Adams, Terry Rolls did not create it. Um, Mark Sweeney is the guy who created it. Um, I don't know if there's an app, honestly. I know it's a, it's something that you, it's a software for sure. So it's something you could get on your computer, but I'm, I don't know if there's a, uh, an app I could actually look right now see if we Definitely. can to yeah,
0: let's, and let's chat more on some stat stuff because i uh we just had a cool company uh the name slipped my mind that cool company come to us at altitude academy and okay really kind of uh a new wave in terms of stats and a lot of tour pros are getting in on it a lot of d1 colleges now they're trying to get some academies yeah. so we'll chat on that because that'll be cool and uh i think some of the coaches may get access as well so if that's that's a fact then I want to get you in on that and we'll do some really yeah. more cool stuff with that. Cause that's, they have like a, a basic version where it's just all your stats and they have a pro version dude, where it's going to give you way more in-depth stats. Uh, you can do uh, like practice round planning right through the app and it's all like mm-hmm. satellite images and it gives you all your past um, misses. Say I, I'm choosing T-Shot on driver. It gives me a scatter plot on top of this image of the hole. So it shows like okay, basically my team saying
1: team helps you with club selection on that hole.
0: Exactly. So that was crazy cool for in terms of like the um, practice round planning. But other than that, they have a team <laughs> specialist that they have a team that specialists that go with you through the um, data and kind of really pick apart how to improve or what. Um, to focus on. So I thought that was really cool. It's not even something we have to do here as coaches, but they just have a team of analysis or what is it? Analysts? Yeah, analysts that yeah. Uh, yeah. just go through and chop up the information. So we'll definitely chat more on that and I'll, we'll bring it into the pod if it's something cool and we get on board with it. But
1: No, that's super cool, man. I uh, Do you know what the You can't remember what the name of that was.
0: No, I think it's like upswing or um,
1: Up Game Golf.
0: Yeah, something like that. It's their newer it might have been up on?
1: game because I've heard of up game. But a Game Forge does have an app. And one thing that's cool about their uh, their system too is I it, you definitely have to pay for it, but mm. um it will give you drills based off of what areas you're weak in, which is pretty cool. Yeah,
0: yeah so that's kind, kind of the same of, thing. Also here. kind of yeah.
1: takes away our job, so I don't know if it's that great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All depends, but <laughs> that's cool definitely other than that how is the ultimate golf lesson been i know uh, i definitely want to do more with that but
1: um it was great um i'm done with it mm-hmm. i finished i watched all the videos um it's definitely something that needs to be you just gotta like trial and error on people kind of you know with the, the whole it's kind of like just its own teaching philosophy so that's been pretty cool but i i'm I've done like screens I've done the screens which are the the body screens and then that's supposed to give you the idea and like kind of like the overall like blueprint I guess would be a word for like Mm kind of what their swing should look like yeah um and then give and then you have to find use the right drills from um certain things so it's something that like still feel like I'm just like digging into, but I would I can I'm excited to like be giving a lot of lessons and just try to figure out a way to work it into um like my own teaching system kind of
0: exactly I think that's what it is really any any piece of research or book or video we've been watching like I just try and find a way to then transfer it to my own words and see if it fits in or if it's it'll just you know be be relevant one day or one lesson it'll really work out but I really like the stuff that the little bit that I saw from the initial watch of all of that is uh, the matchups with the grip, you know, side under cover over like that stuff made a lot of sense to me right away. And it seemed like the simplest form of it, you know, it was like one of the first or second videos there was of uh, that series. So interested to get more into that yeah. as well. Yeah. I just love using someone else's knowledge or teaching and trying to see how it fits into what I know or would like to teach myself. Yeah.
1: One thing that I think I'm going to get into just because like, so at the end, towards the end, they had a panel where they had a bunch of like successful mm-hmm. um, teaching pros on and wanted some of the advice. They kind of, everyone gave like advice and a piece of, a common piece of advice was get familiar with um, biomechanics and like anatomy and stuff like that. So I think like I've asked for a couple of books like that for Christmas. And I think that's going to kind of be the next thing I try to learn more about. Um, yep. would just be more in that area and then see if that can further i might honestly re-watch the ultimate golf lesson because i feel like it's almost like watching like a show you ever watch like a, a pretty like in-depth show before and you watch the whole thing and then if you re-watch it it's like you just pick shit up like 100 percent on the way through so i might re-watch it i don't know but
0: cool definitely well Another eventful and insightful podcast. This was episode 16. And uh, we'll be sure to catch you the next one. Once again, uh, linked below will be the Instagram for the tipped out and for our personal business, personal business channels. But our uh, our golf. Specific channels as well. So reach out to us on there or the Tipped Out podcast. We plan to do some um, live kind of swing analysis on here as well in the future. So if you've got any questions or would like to send in your swing, please do at the Tipped Out Instagram. We'll be sure to catch you guys in the next one. Thanks for tuning in. Peace
1: and love. Peace and love. Contraband got that dope.
0: Sometimes I don't feel right.
1: My face is actually in the bus. That's why I don't feel right. Catch me in the good moonlight
0: tonight. Stop talking, I'm breaking the bank.